2.13 interested me for you. May recipients use funds to pay back to work incentives. Cash payments for newly employed workers after a certain period of time. The answer is yes. Carroll County, Iowa, they're looking for an executive director. Georgia Pacific is expanding its manufacturing footprint with an additional location in Henry County, Georgia. On July 19th, the U.S. Department of the Treasury came out with a frequently asked question sheet on coronavirus and local fiscal recovery funds. They went out and traded for John Leston. He gave up five or six runs the first inning. I don't know why they didn't trade out, get some prospects. So season is lost. It's time to start thinking about college football. Next Move Group, the voice of economic development. Here is Chad Chancellor. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Next Move Group YouTube Economic Development Newscast, the voice of economic development. This is Chad Chancellor, co-founder of the Next Move Group. And today I want to really start off with talking about some of the stimulus money. Last week, well, according to when you watch it is, maybe two weeks ago, the Department of Treasury came out with new guidance on how that stimulus money can be spent. Uh, I think it's 40 or 50 pages, but there were several different points in there that interested me from an economic development perspective that I think you ought to know. We did a whole movement show on this for our members, so we're not going to get into as much as we did for them, but I do want to hit two or three for you. And so if you go to that, you can go to Department of Treasury and Google Stimulus Frequently Asked Questions. So this is the latest guidance. You go to 2.8. The question is, may recipients use funds for general economic development or workforce development? May recipients use funds for general economic development or workforce development? The answer from Treasury is generally not. Says recipients must demonstrate that funding uses directly address the negative economic impact of the COVID-19 health emergency, including funds used for economic or workforce development. It says, for example, job training for unemployed workers may be used to address negative economic impacts of the public health emergency and are eligible, but you just can't use it for what will be considered general economic development and workforce development. So keep that in mind. That was question 2.8 if you want to go look it up. 2.5 also interested me for economic developers. So I'm going to read this to you. It says, what types of services are eligible as responses to the negative economic impacts of the pandemic? So how can you spend money on the portion that can be spent on the negative economic impact? So it says, Eligible uses include assistance to households, small businesses, and nonprofits, and aid to impacted industries. Assistance to household could include, but is not limited to food assistance, rent, mortgage, or utility assistance. Additionally, counseling or legal aid to prevent with eviction or homelessness. Cash assistance, emergency assistance for burials, home repairs, weatherization, or other needs. Internet access assistance. Assistance to small businesses. So if you think about using some of the money for small businesses, it is it could be used like this. It says assistance to small business and nonprofits include, but is not limited to loans or grants to mitigate financial hardship, such as declines in revenue or impacts of periods of business closures. For example, by supporting payroll, you can support their payroll, benefits, costs, cost to retain employees, mortgage, rent, utility costs, and other operating costs. You can do loans, grants, or in-kind assistance to help uh, with the prevention of mitigation tactics, such as physical plant changes, social distancing, enhanced cleaning efforts, so on and so forth. And you can provide technical assistance, including counseling and other services 
to help businesses. And then there were, let's see here, three more that really interested me. So, I mean, there was an upteen question, but there are three more that interested me. So 2.13 interested me for you. May recipients use funds to pay back to work incentives, cash payments for newly employed workers after a certain period of time? The answer is yes. Yes, you can use that. You can use it for job training, to accelerate rehiring, you can use it to help with childcare assistance, transportation, or even literally incentives for newly employed workers. Two more that caught my eye, 4.9. And if you go in there, these are all organized, you know, 4.9. May recipients pool funds for regional projects. Can you pool your funds with others in your region for regional projects? And the answer was yes, provided the project itself is an eligible use of funds that you would have, you know, been able to use on your own. You are able to do that. And then 6.5 says, what types of broadband projects are eligible? What types of broadband projects are eligible? Says the interim final rule requires eligible projects to reliably deliver minimum speeds of 100 Mbps download and 100 Mbps upload. So 100 download speed and 100 upload speed. But it says in cases where that is impracticable, due to geography or whatnot. You must have at least 100 download and 20 uploads and make that where one day it's scalable to the 100 and the 100. So I guess most rural towns used to have 25 download, three uploads. So you can't just go replicate that. You got to go to 100, 100, or at least 100 over 20. So these are just four or five of the questions that caught my eye as an economic developer. You might want to know there's lots more information in there for mayors or and the folks that are over the actual governmental entities was economic developer. I thought these might interest you. You can put in U.S. Treasury frequently asked questions about the stimulus money and this ought to pop right up for you. As far as our activities, we completed executive searches here in the last couple of weeks in Jefferson City, Missouri, Marshalltown, Iowa, Kilgore, Texas, and Victoria, Texas. So we're able to round out four of those. Just launched a new executive search in Carroll County, Iowa. You all probably have seen recently. I got a new one coming from Ohio here in a week or two. So we're really busy on that front. Also busy on our site selection front. We've got a big project we're working right now. And this week we had two or three more inquiries about maybe doing business with us. So that seems to be picking up as well. Let's hope this COVID Delta variant doesn't slow that down in any way. Our product of the month this month is really helping you help your companies find labor. That's what it's going to be. You'll be getting emails on this. So Historically, we've done labor studies for communities with our economic development expertise to you know, show them skills gaps, what they're going to have to pay and all. And of course, we've done executive searches, not only for economic development organizations, but even private companies. So what we want to do in August is combine those two so we can literally show companies in your town this is what you're going to have to pay to access the people you need, even if it's more than you think it is, even if it's more than you want. If you want it to be 20 and it's 25, we're at least going to be able to tell you that. We're going to be able to show the literal gaps of where you're not turning out enough people. So everybody blames the college and the education. You know, they're not turning out enough welders. We're going to be able to literally show you if you are or not. And if not, let you, you know, be able to go get a, pro a plan together to do that. We're going to show you employers' best practices from around the country and in incentives that companies are using to both recruit workers and retain them. And we're going to show them how to market their jobs to get eyeballs on it. We have real expertise in that. How do you get people, your target potential employees, looking at that job profile so they'll apply? So you'll be getting emails about that out this month. It's kind of combining our labor studies with our executive search marketing, what it's going to do to be able to show your companies how they can go out there 
and access that talent. And a bunch of you bought our staff training last month for our July product of the month. So we appreciate that. We'll probably bring that one back in four or five months and reopen that. It went so well, we'll probably end up bringing that back. So as I wind down, I'm in St. Louis today and the Cardinals have lost three or four in a row. I don't know how many. They're totally out of it now. Totally out of the race. They went out and traded for John Leston. He gave up five or six runs the first inning. I don't know why they didn't trade out, get some prospects. So, season is lost. It's time to start thinking about college football. Due to various demands on time and resources, economic development and trade and export agencies often struggle to complete effective market research and business outreach campaigns. For the past 10 plus years, Research FDI, along with our affiliated consulting groups at Research B2B, and FDI 365 have leveraged our in-house knowledge, resources, and expertise in market research and consulting to help over 250 organizations directly facilitate inward investment attraction and new trade and export opportunities for their regions across a wide variety of industry sectors. Our highly personalized services and best cost to quality ratio in the industry ensures our client satisfaction, leading to repeat customers year after year what are you waiting for? Leave the market research and business outreach to the expert team at Research FDI. To learn more about our services, contact us today. Welcome back to another week of jobs with the Next Move Group. We'll kick it off with a Next Move Group search as usual, and then we'll cover one CEO role, one executive director, and then three open economic development director positions across the U.S. So first up in Carroll County, Iowa, they're looking for an executive director. Carroll County is made up of 15 communities and the county area is home to thriving manufacturing, healthcare, retail, and technology industries. It's known as the hub of Western Iowa and it's 90 miles from Des Moines. And it's also really, co really close to Sioux City and Omaha. The Economic Development Director will operate as a COO while managing operations and personnel for the Chamber and the Development Corporation. In this position, the Executive Director will manage a team of three while assisting both a new and existing industry in getting established in the community, project funding, coordinating community events, and in marketing the local region to surrounding communities. A four-year degree is required along with five years of experience in the field, and leadership and project management skills are also essential in this position. Residency within Carroll is required within three months of accepting this position. For more details about the role and salary, contact me, Brittany McCoy, at Brittany at the next move group.com or by phone at 504-615-7174. This search is going to end on August 20th. Next up in Louisville, Texas, they are looking for an economic development director. Louisville has a population of about 106,000 and it maintains AAA bond ratings and a strong culture. The economic development team is made up of three people in which the um, executive director leads, the director, the economic development manager, and the economic development coordinator. Administration is handled by a planning technician who's also shared with the planning department. So the team has a budget of 565,000 in addition to funds that are used for incentives. For this position, you'll also have the support of several economic development consultants. So a bachelor's degree is required for this role in a business-related field, as well as five years of progressive economic development experience. For more details on benefits, you can contact Ralph Anderson and Associates 
or find a brochure at www.ralphanderson.com. You can apply by August 23rd by submitting a cover letter and resume to apply at ralphanderson.com. For confidential inquiries, contact Mr. Greg Nelson at 916-630-4900. The salary range for the Louisville director position is between $150,000 and $175,000. Up next in Rochester, Minnesota, they're looking for a director of economic development. This will be a new position that reports directly to the president of RAEDI, which is the Rochester Area Economic Development, Inc. The Rochester um, MSA has a population of 223,350 and it's located in the southeast region of Minnesota. They have a diverse economy that's built around healthcare, technology, and agriculture. They also have an international airport with direct flights from Chicago, Atlanta, and Minneapolis. In this role, the director will maintain key relationships with economic development partners and elected officials. And although the director will primarily focus on oversight, planning, and fostering business partnerships, BRE, and workforce development, they'll also have a part in the financial element of the organization. There's a strong administrative role in this position as well, as this person will act as a, will manage financial packaging, design and implement business assistance tools, and develop and maintain a database of vacant, undeveloped, and underdeveloped commercial properties throughout the city and the county. In terms of required qualifications, five years of experience with fiscal planning, budget prep, and economic development tools and incentives is necessary. It's preferred that a CECD certification is obtained within the first year of employment. Um, additionally, experience in real estate or banking is a plus, as well as familiarity with the Southeast Minnesota area would also be great. While remote work and a flexible schedule is an option, the director must be willing to relocate to Southeast Minnesota. You can apply by submitting a letter of interest and resume by email to info at raedi.com or by physical mail to President John Wade. The deadline is August 23rd for this one as well, and the salary range for this director position is between 90 and 100,000. Next up in St. Louis, Missouri, they're looking for a president slash CEO. This position is with the St. Louis Chamber of Commerce. The chamber has a five-star accreditation and serves the seventh largest metropolitan area in the state and is the third largest chamber in the state as well. This organization is the key economic and community development organization in the city and the county. They have a staff of nine and a 28-member board of directors. So in this role, the CEO manages daily operations and administration while interacting with executives, chamber employees and members, and elected and appointed officials of all levels. The ideal candidate must, be, must have a proven track record with a variety of backgrounds, such as executive level progressive experience with a comparable chamber of size, economic development organization, or a related significant business association, or experience as second in command in a similar large enterprise. Bachelor's degree is required here as well, but an advanced degree is preferred. Another plus is to be a graduate of the U.S. Chambers Institute for Organization Management or be a certified chamber executive or certified economic developer. The salary for this one is $175,000 to $200,000. Last but not least, in Westminster, Colorado, they're looking for an economic development director as well. Westminster's Economic Development Department provides multiple services that includes business development, developer recruitment, redevelopment, strategy implementation, and project management in multiple areas of the city. 
The department has a staff of 10 with an annual budget of 2.1 million. Some of the main duties in this role include the oversight um, and administration of professional work planning, organizing and directing for the department. The planning of long-term programs, departmental policies and making executive level decisions that are in line with the department is key in this position. Any combination of education and work experience will be acceptable for anyone considering applying for this role. But a master's degree in public administration, business or a related field is preferred. 10 years of senior management and administrative experience overseeing economic development activities in the public, private, or nonprofit sector are all acceptable and preferred. Interested candidates can apply by August 23rd by submitting a cover letter and resume to apply at ralphanderson.com. Confidential inquiries can be directed again to Mr. Greg Nelson. His number is 916-630-4900. And again, the full job profile is at www ralphanderson.com. And last but not least, the salary for this position is approximately 156000 to 195000 That's all I have for economic development executive level jobs across the U.S. And as always, stay tuned for more updates with the Next Move Group. Hello, this is Brandon Nettles. In this week's Round in the Basics segment, I'll be detailing new industrial announcements from across America. To start us off this week, our friend Josh Finn sent over an announcement that Georgia Pacific is expanding its manufacturing footprint with an additional location in Henry County, Georgia. It's going to expand GP supply throughout the southeast. General Mills plans to expand production and update its facility in Sharonville, Ohio in a $28 million project. Intuitive will invest more than $500 million at its current campus in Gwinnett County, Georgia. The project is expected to create approximately 1,200 new jobs. Billstein Group started construction on a $17.8 million investment at its campus in Bowling Green, Kentucky. The project is expected to create 120 full-time jobs. West Pharmaceutical Services will expand and modernize its manufacturing plant in Williamsport, Pennsylvania. The $18 million project is expected to create over 200 full-time jobs. Hanwha uh, Sayamaron, uh, sorry if I mispronounced that, plans to invest $130 million to open a new manufacturing facility in Opelika, Alabama. The project is expected to create 261 new jobs. Pratt Industries will invest more than $18 million to expand its corrugated box converting plant in Albany, Georgia. Extro Technologies Incorporated will locate its USHQ in Mesa, Arizona. The company will, uh, plans to hire 50 employees over the next 18 months. Old Castle APG will invest $10.2 million to expand operations in Clarksville, Tennessee. Generac Power Systems expanded its corporate operations into the village of Pewaukee, Wisconsin. The office building will house approximately 300 employees. Chewy Incorporated is expanding its operations in Pittstown Township, Pennsylvania. The project is expected to create 550 new full-time jobs. Amgen Incorporated will invest $550 million uh, to build a new biologics manufacturing facility in Holly Springs, North Carolina. The project is expected to create 355 jobs in Wake County. IBEX opened its new delivery center in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. The project is expected to create 400 new jobs. PPG completed a $15 million investment at its manufacturing facility in uh, Silmar, California. The project is expected to create 70 jobs. Core Power Incorporated will build a lithium-ion battery manufacturing facility in Maricopa County, Arizona. The project is, is expected to create 3,000 new advanced manufacturing jobs. 
Kaiser Aluminum will relocate its corporate HQ from California to Franklin, Tennessee. That's create 80 new jobs. Helium Energy started construction on the next iteration of its fusion power plant facility in Everett, Washington. The project is expected to create 150 new jobs. Ford Motor Company will invest $100 million to locate its new global battery center of excellence at its plant in Romulus, Michigan. That's great. 200 jobs within the next 18 months. Hollywood will expand its operations in Roxboro, North Carolina. The project is expected to create 300 jobs over five years. SmartWires Incorporated will locate its global HQ and research and development facility in Durham, North Carolina. The $21.5 million project is expected to create 250 new jobs. Hunt Forest Products and Toco will jointly develop a new $240 million sawmill in Bienville Parish, Louisiana. The project is expected to create 130 new jobs. Finally, Hilco Vision plans to establish a new manufacturing operation in Fairfield, Ohio. The project is expected to create 150 new jobs with plans for 200 employees by 2024. That's going to round us out for this week. Uh, let us know if there's any announcements that you'd like us to feature, and I'll see you next time. Hey everyone, it's Gabby Molise, and welcome to this week's Learning Lab segment. This week, I'm going to go over some different resources for the American Rescue Plan. Let's dive right in. First on the agenda today is the U.S. Department of the Treasury. On July 19th, the U.S. Department of the Treasury came out with a frequently asked question sheet on coronavirus and local fiscal recovery funds. The document answers questions such as which governments receive funds directly from the Treasury, and can nonprofits or private organizations receive funds, if so, how, and so on. It has 42 pages of frequently asked questions, and you can find it on home.treasury.gov and go to COVID-19 economic relief, then assistance for state, local, and tribal governments, and then click state and local fiscal recovery fund. And on the right, you will see where it says FAQ. Next on the agenda today is the International City County Management Association. I know I mentioned this on our last newscast, but it is a great resource. So I wanted to mention it again. ICMA has many American Rescue Plan resources available. ICMA has curated a list of resources to help local governments understand and make use of American Rescue Plan support. They have resources such as free webinars and real world examples of how local governments have been using their federal funding. They also have direct links to the US Department of Treasury and the frequently asked questions that I mentioned earlier. You can find it on icma.org slash American Rescue Plan resources. Well, that's all for this week. And until next time.